I wanted to jump on real quick um, before we get into this episode and let you know that, of course, Kristen and I had a great conversation and she shared multiple helpful things for women that are experiencing a miscarriage. And when I say that, if you've experienced a miscarriage, this could be triggering for you. And so if you feel like you need to skip this week, if that's best for you, I encourage you to do that. Um, and if you do that, I encourage you to go back and listen to a previous episode that might be better for you this week. Um, if you do decide to go ahead and listen, I just want you to be very aware of your emotional state and be gentle on yourself as you listen today. Cut up a blanket into squares and I used one square to wrap the baby in. Um, I wrote like his name on the blanket and the date. And that way that date's always in, in your mind too, you know, where you can always think of your baby because you don't, you don't, the baby's not physically with you all the time, like your rest of your children, if you have other children. And, um, you know, you really want to honor and remember that baby and not just forget about it. You know, don't push it in the past. Welcome to Resilient Moms, Hope, Healing, and Living After Loss podcast. My name is Teresa Reiniger, and I am a mindset and grief transformation coach. I'm here to hold space for grieving moms to find support and resources to navigate the grief of infertility, pregnancy, or childhood loss. You will hear heartfelt conversations where practical strategies of healing will be shared, inspiration and encouragement to guide you to find purpose from your pain. Thank you for joining me. I encourage you to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode and connect with me on social media. Now take a deep breath to feel safe, lean in, open your heart, and find strength in the stories shared. Together, let's explore the power of hope, healing, and living after loss. Hello, Kristen. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks, Teresa. <laughs> I'm so glad that we were connected and that I get to know you a little bit and get to share with you with my audience. And we talked briefly, so I didn't know a little bit about your story, but I'm excited um, for you to share. I mean, I think you have a great um, insight with all that you've been through that um, is very important to share with the community to help them um, as they go through these uh, difficult times. So, but before we do that, I would love for you to share who this beautiful woman is that I'm <laughs> just seeing really virtually face-to-face -face for the very first time. Who's <laughs> Kristen? Yeah, so I'm Kristen Preps. Um, I am, uh, I live in Wheeler, Illinois. Um, I'm married, um, to Justin. Um, we live on a farm. Um, he's an electrician. Um, he stays very busy between helping everybody and, um, keeping his girls happy and, and everything. Um, I'm a mom of three. Um, I have a four-year-old daughter, Mary, um, a two-year-old daughter, Annie. And then, uh, I had a miscarriage, um, this past Christmas. And actually in two weeks was uh, that baby's due date. Mm. So, um, yeah, so it's 
that's been the most recent, um, you know, update with us. So, yeah. Ooh. Well, I wanted to um, say about your husband because he's an electrician, of course, who doesn't need an electrician? And it's <laughs> kind of like me, who we didn't talk about this, my husband's a carpenter. So people are like, oh, yeah, always like, come, can you figure this out, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, he's those, busy. <laughs> those guys in the trade, <laughs> much needed all the time, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, and I'm going to let you share as much as you can um, for sure about your your recent uh, loss. It is very recent. Um, and so I know just by what I do that emotions, um, grief is a big part of that. Um, the next few weeks could be very difficult for you. And if I can support after the podcast or, or any time, let me know. But I'll let you share kind of what happened. Um, and, and did you have any problem with the first two pregnancies? Yeah, so my first two pregnancies went really smoothly. Um, yeah, no problems at all with the pregnancies themselves. A um, lot of uh, health issues after birth, of course, you know, postpartum depression and um, just birth trauma. Um, I had a hard time bouncing back. But, um, but yeah, the pregnancies themselves were really, really no problems at all. But, um, yeah, Christmas of this past year. So December of 2022, I was eight weeks uh, pregnant the week of Christmas. And, um, we found out we were pregnant, like right around Thanksgiving time. And we're in the process of building a house right now. And so it wasn't really in the plan to be pregnant at that time. But we're always open to God's will, you know, and God knows best, you know, better than we do, of course. And so we were open to it and we were just feeling like, okay, yeah, we can do this and getting excited about the pregnancy. And then um, I started bleeding when I was eight weeks pregnant. And um, I was actually working at the time. Um, I work at Family Life Center in Effingham, um, which I didn't mention earlier, but that's a pregnancy resource center where I help uh, pregnant women um, and even women who struggle with infertility too. And um, just women who are faced with challenges dealing with pregnancy basically. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, I was working late one night as a Tuesday night um, and started bleeding and didn't really know what was going on. Um, so I um, was pretty sure I was miscarrying and I uh, went to the doctor the next day. They confirmed that. And, um, right after I left the doctor, um, I went to the chiropractor, you know, he's always my next go-to person to go to, mm -hmm. um, he's like, yeah, you definitely need adjustment to help, help things move along smoothly to hopefully avoid the DNC. So anyway, I saw him and then within an hour later, I started cramping, um, started bleeding a lot more. Um, and then, um, at the doctor's office, they told me, they said, all right. I mean, there's not much, you know, you can really do just go home, make yourself comfortable, um, sit on the toilet. Um, if you, if you experience fever, chills, dizziness, you know, you need to call the ER and be seen immediately. But other than that, you just kind of have to sit on the toilet basically and, um, just wait for it all to come out. And then we'll see you in one or two weeks. She told me, and I was like, all right. And, uh, mm -hmm. I just, it made me kind of feel like 
that I just supposed to flush it all away and just kind of get over it. Mm-hmm. And luckily working at the family life center, um, I knew there was more to it than that. Um, mm-hmm. we have a healing program at the family life center for miscarried moms and I've helped moms through that. So I kind of had the knowledge from it, mm-hmm. but I've never went through it myself. So it was really shocking and really emotional and, uh, yeah, it was really hard. So anyway, I just kind of pulled that stuff from my memory of what I always taught other moms to do. Like, um, you know, you need to not flush it down the toilet. Yeah. Um, you should try to usually the biggest clot that comes out, you know, that's typically maybe, you know, probably the baby. So save that, um, you know, keep that in a safe place. Um, usually in the freezer, um, they always recommend to you're able to contact um, a funeral home to help you with that. Um, so collect the baby's remains if you're able to. Um, I myself, um, when the baby, um, when I felt the big clot come out of me, um, I just, I collected the baby's remains in a blanket. Uh, we have tons of baby blankets around our house, <laughs> having two little mm-hmm. <laughs> And so I just grabbed one that was like a neutral looking color. We didn't know, you know, how far along or, you know, we weren't very far along, so we didn't know the gender. But um, anyway, um, got a blanket, cut a square out, wrapped the baby up in it. Uh, me and my husband prayed, prayed over the baby, prayed with each other. And then uh, we just, you know, placed the baby in the, in the bag and put it in the freezer and called uh, Johnson's Funeral Home the next day. Mm-hmm. And um, they do free burial for uh, miscarried babies. So nice. that was very helpful. Um, and then our priest um, from church, um, we go to St. Isidore Church and he helped, you know, do a, uh, helped us do like a prayer service blessing, you know, over the, over the site where our baby was buried. And um, yeah, it was, it was really emotional for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing I always remember that you're supposed to do after you miscarry is what's the name your baby? Cause that mm. was, that was a baby that was made by God. And, um, you know, even though the doctor's office makes you feel like it's just a, a blood clot, basically, you're supposed to flush right. down, you're supposed to, you know, give that baby a name and show, you know, show it that it matters and you know, has value just like the rest of us. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, we named the baby about a couple of weeks before I miscarried. Um, I had a dream. It was a boy and mm. really know for sure if that was real or not but um and then like I said it was an unplanned pregnancy basically so um I remember when I told my husband I was pregnant I said oh my gosh I cannot believe I'm pregnant you know how's this going to work with our plan with the house and he was like it's all right Christmas God's will and so I always had those words in my mind like yeah God's will God's will and then uh whenever I was miscarrying uh, or when I was at the doctor's office, the nurse, the ultrasound person said, you know, it's, it's God's will. It's in God's hands. And I was like, wow, it's like the second time I heard God's will. And then, uh, so I just knew, um, like maybe it was a boy. So we named, um, named him Will Joseph. Mm, beautiful. Um, yeah. So that was helpful just naming the baby. So, yeah, I love all of those things that you just said. And I want to kind of go back to a few of them. One I have never heard, um, but it makes total sense to me, is that from the doctor's office, which 
didn't tell you a whole lot, all the things that you just said that, you know, just flush, whatever, which is pretty common that that is what uh, the doctor's office will say. So I'm glad that you work at a place that you were teaching women to do different. And that's a big reason why we want to share all of that today. But the one thing I wanted to go back to, and we'll talk about all of that some more, that is going to the chiropractor. I'm a oh, yeah. huge, <laughs> I'm a huge <laughs> person that wants to go to the chiropractor. It just helps with so many things, but I had never heard that, that it would help with the miscarriage. Like yeah. you miscarrying so that there wasn't a DNC. Elaborate on that. How did you know that? Like, did you did you share that with with women? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So actually, I went to the chiropractor, not even related to my miscarriage. Um, I was having hip problem, hip pain that week, okay. and I wanted okay. to get it taken care of before Christmas and everything. But when I was at the chiropractor, he mentioned to me. I'm really good. I told him, you know, I'm actually miscarrying right now. You know, is there anything mm. um, that you can do to kind of help me with that? And he was like, actually, I'm really glad you came here because getting an adjustment can kind of help align things up and help with the blood flow and to help your uterus kind of get rid of all of everything naturally. And just kind of helps line everything up to where it'll work the best. And yeah, I didn't have to have a DNC. So, I mean, I'm really glad that I went, but yeah, it was wow. a bit pain that brought me there. <laughs> kind of, yeah, not the reason you went, but that was interesting. I thought, well, gosh, did you know that? Like, I never heard of that, but it, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. makes total logical sense to me. Um, chiropractors do amazing things that people, I don't think realize, you know, all yeah. the things that can it can help so um so that was that was kind of was like what wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I I um want you if you would um like talk a little bit about the where you work and and all the things I mean you you talked about always things like um collect the remains and name the baby and all of those things which are I, we've talked about on previous podcasts that I think are so important yeah. to do. And I know they're so important as part of the grieving process as well. Mm-hmm. So tell me about where you work, how all the things, if you can elaborate more on those things that you share to really help um, women through kind of the whole process. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's one thing to like you you shared that and you and you helped women through that. And then I think sometimes we we just talk and we share things that we know, but then to experience it. And now I feel like you probably have a whole new um, probably way of sharing that and a whole different perspective on all of that. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, I work at the Family Life Center, which is a pregnancy resource center. So um, I help women um, that come in and they're, they're pregnant and don't want to be or they're pregnant and excited, or they're pregnant or just just miscarried or they've been struggling with miscarriage or whatever it may be. Um, Yeah, I just help with 
yeah, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just meet with women and offer support to them. Basically, mm-hmm. um, we have a nurse at our center too, that, um, you know, kind of does more medical stuff with them, you know, to help them. But, um, yeah, I've, I've always helped women. Yeah. Who've had miscarriages and stuff. And whenever I help a woman, you know, going through miscarriage, and I also want to say, Lots of times when a girl comes in and they are pregnant, we try to educate them on what to do if they miscarry, because sometimes okay. if you are miscarry, it's already too late, you know, to do all the stuff that I talked about previously, yeah. you know, baby's already flushed down, you know, I mean, you can still heal, you know, do the healing things like naming the baby and stuff. And, you know, and if you did flush your baby down the toilet and you just, you didn't know, like, it's not your right. fault and um, don't feel bad, you know, it's, it's not you know, a bad thing, you know, you just did the best with what you could. Right. And know uh, what we know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So our main goal is just to educate clients, like walk through our door. And, um, so yeah, if a mom comes in and she is miscarrying, um, you know, and hasn't, you know, passed the baby yet, I always tell her, you know, yeah, we give her like a, we give her some stuff to take home with her to help her catch the baby. We give them like a hat to put in the toilet. Um, so they can catch all the blood clots and stuff and they can kind of sort through what they think might be the baby, you know, sometimes when you're far, like I wasn't very far along, so it was kind of hard to tell, but you know, there was one significant bigger clot than the rest. And I was like, okay, you know, that, that must be it. But, um, but yeah, if you're farther along, you can definitely tell. And so, yeah, you just collect the baby's remains, you know, put it in a Ziploc bag, um, and then, like I said, I cut up a blanket into squares and I used one square to wrap the baby in. Um, I wrote like his name on the blanket and the date. And that way that date's always in, in your mind too, you know, where you can always think of your baby because you don't, you don't, the baby's not physically with you all the time, like your rest of your children, if you have other children and, um, you know, you really want to honor and remember that baby and not just forget about it, you know, don't push it in the past. You know, like every, like we plan every, um, my mom, she had a miscarriage and every year on her miscarried uh, baby's uh, date that she lost the baby, we always go out to eat. We always go to church and pray together, uh, pray rosary, whatever. Um, We just honor our brother that we lost. And my mom had revealed to her that she miscarried a boy. And so, yeah, just honoring that, their memory and, um, you know, just praying to heaven, you know, you know, to them. And so that's important. And then, um, oh, and I said, I cut up the blanket. I cut up a square for me and then I cut up, um, two other squares for my daughters so they could remember their, their brother too. Um, so they always think that's so great. They played with it Mm -hmm. for like months afterwards and played with their baby dolls with it. And they told everybody they have a, they have a brother in heaven and they're just so excited about going to heaven to see their brother someday. (laughs) So it kind of includes, you know, the siblings in it too, because beautiful that's part of them too. And, um, you know, we talk about it a lot and randomly my four-year-old will ask questions about it. And I think it's good to talk about it and educate them more about what's going on. So, Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, the what book. else, what else do you share with, with those moms that come in that was beneficial for you when you actually, yeah. um, anything else, uh, naming the baby, um, and collecting the baby's remains, um, 
honoring the baby, um, the blankets. Um, now you also indicated that you notified your priest and then you did do uh, um, a service. Did you do like a, well, like a prayer service, but then you also talked about the funeral home. Yes. Which I, I think a lot of times people I don't think realize that funeral homes will and can help you with that. A lot of them to um, do that for free. And just previously knowing that working myself at a funeral home for 15 years, that's very common that they will help. And so I just want to reiterate that it's just, just reach out yeah. and for their help. But it sounds like you knew that. Yes. Yeah. So I can't remember how I came to know it. If it was through family life center or who told me about it. I want to say actually my mom told me about it. One of her friends mm -hmm. might've mentioned it to her. So that's what gave me the idea to reach out to him. But they have um, the hospital in Effingham. They have a SHARE program, S-H-A-R-E. Mm -hmm. And um, they have a SHARE plot out in a cemetery nearby the hospital. And all miscarried babies are always buried there from, you know, if you had any dealings with the hospital, which I never went to the hospital for a DNC, but um, the OB office, you know, it was kind of connected with them, I guess, too. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um but yeah, I contacted uh, Johnson's and asked them about it. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it for free. And they got this little itty bitty little coffin. And then they mm -hmm. just put, they put the baby inside and they said, we'll take care of everything, um, you know, and you can be involved in it. And yeah, so then he said, you can have your priests out there after we get the baby buried. And yeah, you guys can do a blessing and, and everything. And um, oh, and another thing that we do for healing is... Um, we always encourage the moms to write a poem to their baby or write a letter to their baby. And okay. that's something I did. And actually I have a shoe box. I put everything uh, for the baby in here. Like I got cards from people that I put in here and then the blanket, of course, I talked to you guys about. Mm -hmm. And then somebody gave me a candle that I light, you know, when I'm thinking about the baby, somebody gave me a uh, miscarriage baby devotional. So that was kind of cool because you feel like it's your fault sometimes, you know, like mm. maybe it was that glass of wine that I drank before I knew I was pregnant or maybe um, I was stressing too much or maybe, you know, there's so many things you blame yourself for miscarriage and this devotional really helped me kind of let go of that and heal. Um, so this was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I wrote the, the poem. Um, I have that in here too. So Beautiful. I think those are all great, great suggestions to help with with the healing um, of that loss um, and the grief that goes along with that. Um, it's always important, I think. And some people are good at this and some people aren't. And I just want to make sure that the audience knows that if you're not good at it, writing, writing a poem or writing in a journal or writing in general it's okay i'm with you i'm not i'm not a huge um writer it's not my biggest strength for sure and i know that there's many a times for me as i feel like i want a journal that a lot of times it's very brief you know less than five minutes like i i want to write my the emotion or what i'm feeling not so much oh uh um, you know, a whole paragraph or a whole page. 
that journaling can be very simple. The other journaling that I do is a lot of times just drawing. It's still journaling, you know, coloring, painting, just grabbing your phone and recording how you're feeling or what you want to say. And we all have phones and you just push the button and record. And that's a part, that is part of journaling. There's probably 50 different ways that you can journal. Um, I envious of those that can write poems <laughs> and those kind of things. Not me. Just want to share with the audience here that <laughs> we are totally different on, on journaling. And I know it's so important, though, to do some type of journaling uh, to help you. But journaling isn't just writing is what I want to make sure that the audience understands. Yes. So it's beautiful that that you that you did that um, for sure. Mm -hmm. So that's important. Do you continue to do writing and stuff to help um, just from what I said? to help with the grieving of the loss? Yeah. So, writer? Yeah. Yeah. I love to write. I write all the time. Um, but yeah, every day I usually journal, um, you know, of course I read the Bible quite a bit and any, any, you know, piece of scripture that really comes and comes out and feels like God's speaking to me. I always write it down and mm -hmm. then I just sit in silence and just feel like write down whatever I feel like God's telling me. Mm -hmm. And so that's yeah. really what's healing too. Cause I feel like during that mm -hmm. time, I just heard God speaking to me so much. And that really, that really helped just reading the Bible and journaling. So good, good. And I want to re go back to, did you say you wrote a poem or a letter? Cause either is a poem. Great. Yeah, okay. I wrote a poem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But did you indicate that you instruct people that come into your work to write a letter? Did you say that as well? Yeah, you can write a letter okay. to your baby. Um, yeah, you write a letter, write a poem, write yeah. whatever, just a little note. Um, or yeah. like you said, draw a picture or mm -hmm. whatever. I know some people have even written songs for the babies if they like to songwrite or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's real important because there are memories from even though, like in your case, a very short period of time that, you know, like a month, really, you said from from Thanksgiving to, to Christmas that you knew you were pregnant. But there are even things during that time, memories during that time, a lot of times that women, if you write those down so that you have those and put them in the area where you're putting the rest of those things, like, you know, did you have morning sickness? You know, um, what did your other children do? Were they excited about a new baby? Like all of those things before they're forgotten, I think it's important to document those in some way because it is a way to honor your baby and it's a way to honor yourself and to remember, you know, because as time goes on, you may not remember all of those details, especially as you're processing all that and going through grief. So good. Um, Good tips, good things. And I love the naming the baby, even myself. Um, I didn't realize that till way later after I had my two um, miscarriages. Um, but I felt like, and I've said this before on podcasts, I felt like they were my boys because I have three girls. Um, and mm -hmm. so they are, um, the, the first one I named, the second one I still, like, I don't know. It's just, Baby boy Reiniger, you know, is, is what I say. But I love that. 
So any other tips or things that you can think of that um, others have done or you know um, to help through that whole process of a miscarriage, um, the actual physical part of that or anything after to help with um, the grieving and the processing of all of the grief? Yeah. Um, I, um, after I had my miscarriage and went through all that, I did go to the OB office and I let them know, I mm. educated them on what they should have said. I mean, I didn't come out and say, you should have said this, but I was just like, <laughs> if you know that, you know, this is available, like they can go to family life center for support afterwards. Did you know that Johnson's funeral home does free burial? Did you know you know, and they were like, no, we didn't. And so um, working at the Family Life Center, then I'm like, I really need to get that information out there to people. So I started bringing uh, miscarriage support stuff to um, doctor's offices, to OB clinics, to hospitals, to making sure they all knew that because I don't think they just, they just didn't know. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. And then also, um even if you like didn't miscarry, um, you know, some women come to us for abortion healing too, you know, mm -hmm. if you could have that guilt from that. And, um, you know, at Family Life Center, we help women with that too. We help them with healing after their, their abortion, you know, cause that's still a child too. And, you know, you yeah. need to name that child and grieve that child just the same. So, um, yeah, that's an important thing to remember too. Yeah. Well, I love that you, um, you work there. I love that. It sounds like it's a great service to provide um, in your area. I need to research a little bit around St. Louis, where I'm from, still in Illinois, but south of where you're at, and I guess um, west of where you're at, um, what we have in this area so I can do the same with um, just sharing knowledge, you know, and that's that's what we do, do here on the podcast, and I'm I'm just grateful that you have been doing that. Um, and if other women haven't done that and, and you want to, that's great. If, if not, it's okay. But I think just like you did is exactly what I'm doing. So I'm glad that we are talking about this and that we've been connected because what I do in the podcast is really educate, allow women to educate other people through this um, through this space that that I hold here for people. You also mentioned about the SHARE organization, and I'm very involved in the SHARE organization, and I love that you were kind of connected to them. They're an amazing organization. They are actually, the national organization is in St. Louis, um, and I do a support group through SHARE uh, monthly at Anderson Hospital in, in uh, Maryville here. Um, and I was part of the social board um, at the national office. So I'm very aware of SHARE, but I want to make sure that we talked about that a little more. They have lots and lots of resources for women, um, men, couples, really even grandparents like myself. They have lots and lots of resources through that organization. And if you just type in SHARE organization, national SHARE organization, you can be connected to um, a group for sure. So I love that you mentioned that because they are a great resource. Um, another and healing. Yeah, another uh, organization that I came to know through all this too is Lull Lullaby 
of Hope, I think is what they're called. Yeah, Lullaby of Hope. And uh, they have a Facebook page. And um, I'm still not sure how they found me, but they they sent me a box um, in the mail, like a, a care box for miscarriage. Just a bunch of random stuff inside. And they wrote me this really sweet note, which is why, what I have in here. And they said, we heard about your miscarriage. Um, and we also heard about where you work at. We wanted to to give you this and I still have no idea how they knew me or how they found me but um, anyway Lullaby of Hope is a great organization too to get in touch with um, they provide a lot of good help with healing from miscarriage um, as well that's awesome yeah probably a friend or family member reached out to them that's typically how they find out yeah. <laughs> and then they spend there's a, there's organizations out there that have what they call like grief packages or miscarriage packages or whatever and um, a family member or friend can can get those sent so that's great uh, another great organization I'm glad that you mentioned that there is so many resources and what I think people struggle with is they feel so alone and they don't research and reach out because of what you said previously, that blame that we put on ourselves, um, that it's our fault. And just want to reassure that, you know, it's not, you know, your fault. And to reach out, it is just so beneficial to make sure that women are reaching out to someone else for support or myself for support, the share organization for support, you at, at your work for support, not holding all of that in. It can create great havoc in you um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, if you, if you um, try to bury that and, and not release that because that's what society says, like get over it, you know, all of the things. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm gonna get on a rampage here. Um, reach out, don't do that. Do not do that. Talk to somebody, find the support. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, reaching out to family and friends, I mean, I remember feeling really like hesitant about doing that, but I'm so glad I did because yeah, that's how they told me about the funeral home. And I mean, just different mm -hmm. people can yeah help you along the way. So Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So anything else that you've thought of that you would like to share that we've not necessarily um, touched on at all? Um, you gave great yeah, I don't, yeah, information, <laughs> information. So I'm going to have you um, conclude our episode with words of encouragement, some insight, um, things that you know to just help those that could be, could be experiencing a miscarriage or have experienced a miscarriage. What would you say to them? How would, what would you encourage them with? Yeah, um, you're not alone. Lots of, mm. lots of women have been there. Um, they just might not publicly let, let people know that. So tell people that you're going through it, you know, ask for support. Don't be afraid of that. Don't, don't be afraid to ask for help, you know, with meals or something, you know, just, you need that break. You need to take care of yourself and it's not your fault. 
and, you know, just cling to God, you know, he's, he's got you, he's, he's got your baby, you know, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. On that note, it was just something that came to mind. So I always like to, if it comes to mind and God's put it there, somebody's put it there that I should share it. And so I typically do um, is um, allow yourself to heal. You know, you've just went through something very um, traumatic and it takes anywhere from six to eight weeks for your body physically to heal. So I encourage people to take at least that long or close to that to rest and heal because your body is still healing. So take that time to emotionally, spiritually to heal along with your physical healing. So, yes. So thank you so much for sharing. I know, you know, with you saying it's just a couple of weeks from the due date gosh, very hard. And I appreciate you so much taking the time out of your day to share. I know it's going to be so beneficial to other women as they listen to this episode. So thank you again. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you so much for joining me. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss an episode. Check the show notes for any resources mentioned during this episode. And I want to invite you to download my free guide at www.livingaftergrief.com forward slash grief hyphen impact hyphen wheel. It's called the Grief Impact Wheel and it's designed to guide you to begin your grief transformation. Also, remember that you don't move forward or allow your grief work to start until you begin to talk about it. I encourage you to move from that stuck state by talking with someone. Reach out to me or someone that can support you in moving forward. If you'd like to connect with me, you can message me at Living After Grief on social media or email me at Teresa at livingaftergrief.com. I can't wait to be with you again next week, and I'm sending you love and peace, my friends.